Everybody, there we go. Hey, the soundboard finally caught up with everything else. What's going on, everybody? It is Hot Seat Tide. It is the Tuesday edition of Dear America. Welcome to the show, guys. We've got a loaded show for you today. I will admit, I will admit, there's going to be a lot of emotion in this show today. Uh, There's a lot of things that we've got to talk about. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things we're going to discuss. But before we get started, uh, did anybody happen to watch TimCast last night? Um, Graham was actually... On Tim Pool's show last night, I caught the majority of it. Yeah, I caught a piece of it, yep. Yep, and actually, you know, in, in Graham fashion, did, an, a, of course, an amazing job. Mm-hmm. Um, represented the brand here at Dear America very well. As always. Um, yeah. As always. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, you got to be good when right. you've been doing this for 10 years. Oh, yeah. I mean, of yeah. course, he doesn't suck at it. He's been, you know, been doing it for so long. <laughs> um, but excellent show, and he's probably watching right now. So, buddy, I, I watched the show last night. First time I actually watched Tim Cast. Mm-hmm. Um, in its entirety. So kudos, but d- dude, you did an excellent job. Yep. But anyway, um, let's go ahead and get a few things out the way real quick, guys, before we get started. Like I said earlier, this is going to be a very, man, y'all, this episode is going to be riddled with emotion. Um, there's going to be some anger. Um, there, I'm going to tug on your heartstrings a little bit. Um, but I, I, I feel like I owe it to you, um, to tell you the truth, to tell you, you know, my opinion, um, how we feel about these things, and um, now is the time for you guys to like this show, follow, but more importantly, for this episode in particular, I want I want you to share this episode, and I and I'm not saying yeah, share it with the haters. Of course, share it with the haters, but share it with as many people as you can because we're we're going to get into some things today. Um, this is probably. Honestly, guys, it's, it hasn't been a very strong news week. The last two weeks, news mm-hmm. hasn't really been insane. But I, I'm not going to lie to y'all. This is probably one of the more difficult episodes that I've ever had to prepare for simply because there is so much emotion in, involved in this. And, and what I'm talking about when I – why it's going to be so emotional because we got to talk about the the uh, the airman that set his cell phone mm-hmm. fire. We've got to talk about Lake and Riley, the young lady that was that was brutally murdered um, at the University of Georgia. Um, and and guys, we're going to get into some things when, when talking about that. Uh, some things that might hit home for you. Some things that definitely hit home for me. And we just, as a country, we we've at some point we've got to stop lying to ourselves um, and just face the the realities uh, of what what we're facing right now as Americans on um on a daily basis so like i said like this episode follow us um if you follow us that little green button down there that says follow just to let you know it'll throw you a notification when when we're live or when we post something so uh that that benefits you but also don't just comment in the actual live chat. I've got my iPad here. I'm getting better at juggling all this stuff now. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. So um, I, I will try to pay attention to your comments as much as I can. But go actually into the comment section itself. Uh, me and Tony like to kind of get together mm-hmm. after the show and, and go through the comments and, and either say, man, that was that was really good or, man, that guy's an idiot, uh, you yeah. know. Yeah, you know, because they're unfortunately yep. we get Todd, some. Todd, Todd is not lying. We were we were going through some of the show notes right before, and 
it was emotional for both of us here. You know, we both have, uh, we both have grown, grown, grown children and just, you know, just seeing all the stuff that's coming out is just, it's very, very emotional, very brutal. Well, it, 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 it's emotional, but it's also scary. It is very, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, and, and I know, especially somebody in, in your position that has daughters, mm-hmm. you know, as a, as a father, man, I mean, that, that's your job. I know. You know, mm-hmm. it, and, mm-hmm. and sometimes, well, you can't always be there, mm-hmm. you know? So anyway, anyway, um, we'll, we'll get to all that stuff in a minute, but, um, I, I do want to say one thing to the audience and I, I, I think you guys don't get this enough, um, we just y'all show up day in and day out. All right, this is, and I will tell you, this this is your show. Okay, yeah, it's got Graham's name on the on the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my my name. If y'all haven't noticed, it says <laughs> Hot Seat Todd Take Over Here. Uh, we made Tony Mexican Tony a thing behind, <laughs> yeah, Todd, but Todd did a great job. I mean, it, it, I get, people don't realize how, how how long all that stuff takes to do. Uh, He's just, I, I was bored. <laughs> that what it was? I was bored. <laughs> okay. But um, anyway, guys, this is your show, and we work extremely hard uh, day in and day out to bring you good information, to bring you solid information, uh, and you guys just keep on coming back, and, and, and you interact with us with your comments, even the ones that like to poke fun at us all the time. I, I personally enjoy that. <laughs> um, so from the bottom of my heart, guys, honestly, thank you. Um, thank you for being a, a very, very, very dedicated um, audience, man. Mm-hmm. Y- you guys are awesome. So uh, let, let's get started with the show. So late last night, uh, um, while I was watching Tim Cast, this actually, this article popped up. And if you don't know by now, at Donald Trump Jr.'s home, a letter, uh, basically a death threat note, and a white powdery substance was found at Donald Trump Jr.'s home. And we'll get through this article real quick. Uh, a hazmat team and fire trucks were sent to the home of Donald Trump Jr. after a letter delivered to the house contained a death threat as well as white powder inside of it on Monday afternoon. The test result of the substance came up in- inconclusive on what exactly it was, but officials on the scene don't believe it to be deadly. Trump Jr. was at his home in Juniper, Florida when he discovered the substance in the letter. And that's, that's a question that I have. Is he opens his own mail? Hmm. Interesting. You know, hmm. I mean, I, I, I'll be honest with you, and and maybe some of you you guys can you know comment and just kind of uh, again tell me if I'm crazy. But when I get home and I go to the mailbox, dude, if if the return address I don't recognize. Yeah, that's an, that's an interesting point because obviously the secret service he must have his own secret service. Well, he team, ha- right? yeah, yeah, of course he does. To, yeah. yeah. So yeah, why is he opening up his own mail? That's interesting. I didn't even think about as, that. As, point, especially so. a letter. You know, obviously it possibly if it was a handwritten mm-hmm. like from and to. I'm not. I'm not even famous, and I'm not opening that. You know, I'm I'm not. You know, I'm I'm just not. But anyway, Todd's pretty famous. He's got a lot of followers. <laughs> Whatever, dude. Not as <laughs> no, many as no, Graham. But no, <laughs> nobody cares about this redneck from Mississippi, bro. I care about you. Todd. <laughs> well, that's that's all that matters. <laughs> so, in a statement to the Daily Caller, former President Trump's eldest son said, "It's just a little bit too commonplace that this sort of stuff happens. Clearly, if this happened to a prominent Democrat, it wouldn't be tolerated and would drive news coverage for weeks. The media would blame all Republicans and force them to answer for." 
for it. But since it's me, radical haters on the left will largely get a free pass and the media will barely flinch. Yeah, that's true. Now, uh, that statement, that statement, I 100% agree with because yeah. they showed up at like uh, Amy Coney Barrett and Kavanaugh's house, you know, yeah. like when, when they were getting their nominations for Supreme Court. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I researched this last night after it was on the show notes, and yeah. I only found a couple of things on it. I mean, you're right; they didn't, they didn't blast that out in the in the media last night. So. No, they don't. Man, they don't care. Um, they they don't. Uh, in in, God, and I hate to say it like this, but in the radical, and I'm not saying all because, and and by the way, I got to be careful because. The last time me and you did this show together, mm-hmm. man, y'all, some of y'all treated me like the Bible. Like y'all read like one sentence in an entire verse and just took it completely out of context. When we were talking about Remington yeah. leaving New York, man, dude, people were sending me messages like, man, it's not all liberals in New York. I never said that. You Southerners are not better than us Northerners. I, I never said that. Like the only <laughs> thing I said was, I have extreme sympathy for you, but if you voted for Biden, I'm I'm sorry. Like, I, anyway, I'm sorry. I went off on a little. You little made your bed. Yeah, I, yeah. So no, I know there's rednecks in New York. There's red, we're everywhere, baby. <laughs> we're everywhere. So anyway, um, I just I thought that was interesting that 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 Donald Trump Jr. said that. I completely 100 percent agree with him. Um, I mean you, I mean you've got. Kathy Griffin, the the comedian mm-hmm. holding the severed head of Donald Trump. No, I mean, her career ended, but nothing really happened. You had Madonna uh, live, live say, I'm going to go to the White House and blow it up. Nothing happened. If somebody were to come out and say something like that about the White House right now, dude, you've got FBI. When we just showed the video yesterday, you've mm-hmm. literally got FBI agents like kicking in the doors of a military veteran right now, but somebody sends anthrax to Donald Trump Jr. And they're like, meh. Eh, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. You know, he'll, be, he'll, he'll walk it off. It's okay. It's not a problem. Yeah. All right. So moving on to the next article. Um, right now, we'll, we'll go through this really quick. I just thought this was funny. The Manhattan DA and the Trump Hush money case has already seeked a gag order before on Trump before the trial even started. Now, if you remember, this is the hush money regarding like Stormy Daniels. Okay, gag Trump because honestly, Stormy Daniels is a star. (laughs) Is she? She's a star, a a kind of star. She's a kind of a star. Um, I just don't see Trump could possibly say anything in public that hasn't already been said on yeah, film true. about yep, this. Very chick. true. Yep. But anyway, I just thought it was funny. They're like they're already trying to gag Trump before the <laughs> trial even started. Man, like this, he just can't catch a break, man. <laughs> man. So anyway, we'll, we'll we'll carry on. All right. So this was big like yesterday. Uh, so Doctor Phil went on the mm. View. All right, and and y'all all know how much like huge fans of the view we are i mean we we love the view here on dear america you know we we love them um if if anything they are constantly giving us wonderful material yeah they are (laughs) so Mm -hmm. thank you ladies for all the material y'all give us on a daily basis but they were talking about covid and the lockdowns and stuff like that and of course you know Whoopi and joy think that covid killed half the planet apparently um but dr phil had a pretty interesting take i'm gonna blow this up and let's see like 0809 smartphones came on 
and and kids started they stopped living their lives and started watching people live their lives mm. and so we saw the biggest spike and the highest levels of depression anxiety loneliness and suicidality since records have ever been kept mm. and it's just continued on and on and on and then COVID hits 10 years later, and the same agencies that knew that are the agencies that shut down the schools for two years. Who does that? Who takes away the support system for these children? Who takes them away and shuts it down? And by the way, when they shut it down, they stopped the mandated reporters from being able to see children that were being abused and sexually molested and in fact sent them home and abandoned them to their abusers with no way to watch and referrals dropped 50 to 60 percent so there was also a yeah. pandemic yeah, going was, on they were trying to save they were trying lives, to save so kids well. lives remember we know a lot of folks who died during this so it wasn't people weren't laying Not around eating bond, but well you know what we're lucky maybe we're lucky they didn't because we kept them out of the 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 places that they could be sick because no one wanted to believe we had an issue. Are you saying no school children died of COVID? I'm saying it was the safest group. They were the less vulnerable group and they suffered and will suffer more from the mismanagement of COVID than they will from the exposure to COVID. And that's not an opinion. That's a fact. And here's my thing, though. And and I'm a fan of Dr. Phil, but when did he get off the bench? You know, I mean, I'm glad to see him. And, and you know, he was on Fox talking about COVID and talking about sex trafficking in the border and things like that. But, you know, hey, Doc, I'm glad to see you're off the bench and into the game. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I really am because he, he is a very respected um, a therapist, uh, a lot of people respect his opinion. So kudos to Dr. Phil. But with this right here, the, the, the mandates completely could could have possibly ruined an entire generation. Oh, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. And, and, and what he's saying there, and, and I have, um, you know, I have personal experience with this because Kendra was a, a, a counselor, a school counselor mm-hmm. at an alternative school. So that's where, you know, for those of you who don't know, the alternative school, well, that's where they send the kids that have, you know, IEPs and problems and things like that. And and so you've got these these kids that the only safe space they have is from eight to three at their school mm-hmm. where nobody's cussing them. Nobody's beating them. They're actually getting fed. And what does the government do? Uh, we're going to shut it down over a disease that you have a 98 percent chance of surviving. Mm-hmm. And if you're a school child, it's like 99 to 100 percent. So we're just going to shut it down and send you to, you know, the people that beat you on a daily basis. Uh, I completely, uh, not only did it affect it in that way, but these things, man, these things, like kids can't carry conversations. Um, You know, they're stuck at home for a year, two years for some. They're on their devices, Mm -hmm. nonstop, social media, texting, snapping, all that stuff, and... I, honest to God, I would like to take 10 to 15 kids um, that grew up in the, the, the COVID that were in high school and just see how they do on a job interview. Well, you know, we had experience with this also because my, my eldest daughter, she was uh, she still is. She's a teacher for middle school. And when they shut down the schools in Oregon, uh, they went to online classes and whatnot. And 
a lot of the kids, they would just get credit for being there just by being on their laptops and they would just shut the screen down. So Insanity. they wouldn't even be, yeah, they wouldn't be participating in the class or anything like that. So they just, they just kept on passing them and they would just, I mean, they, they lost all their social skills oh, yeah. to the point oh, where they came sure. back. Yeah, they, mm -hmm. it, it mentally just and, you know, and ruined a lot of them. I think you'll see that particular department in the world, like sales, mm -hmm. retail sales, decline, start declining because they're, they're not they didn't get those social skills. Mm -hmm. And it's more about what I can do right. here mm -hmm. and this. I don't want to talk to you one-on-one. -on -one. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, so um, next topic here, Tucker Carlson. Um, apparently, apparently, according to some people, Tucker Carlson had an assassination attempt while he was in Russia. Now, I'm going to throw my little disclaimer up here. A... We call balls and strikes here. Um, this has not been proven. We're just going to show you and talk about what we have heard, what has been put out. And you know what? I'm, I'm going to let you, uh, you guys decide because, I mean, you guys are smart. You know, you guys are super smart. A lot of y'all probably a whole lot smarter than me. But here we go. So this is from Mario. And apparently Russian forces have reportedly arrested a man for a planned attack on Tucker, allegedly orchestrated by Ukraine's intelligence. The plot allegedly involved an IED um, targeting Carlson's vehicle at the Four Seasons Hotel. The suspect reportedly admitted to receiving $4,000 for the attack's execution after being caught. And um, Charlie actually posted this as well. Um, it basically says the same thing that we just said, but he goes a little bit. He says it's impossible for the outside being us to verify the credibility of this claim. But remember in September of 23, the clip from Sarah Ashton Cirillo, this transgender former U.S. soldier who acts as an English speaking spokesman for the Ukrainian military. It said Next week, the teeth of the Russian devils will gnash even harder and their rabid mouths will foam in uncontrollable frenzy as the world will see a favorite Kremlin propagandist pay for their crimes. This puppet of Putin is the, the only the first. Russia's war or Russia's war criminal propagandists will all be hunted down and justice will be served. So... And before we get in, uh, there's this video. This is actually the guy that Russia arrested. So I know we have audio listeners here. I'm going to read the subtitles as this guy's talking because obviously it's in whatever language he's speaking. But in the beginning, it says November 2023. This is the guy who was arrested uh, talking. November 2023, I was recruited by an employee of the GUR of Ukraine. Here we go. Through the internet network, I was trained to work with special communications, assembling of explosive devices, and also collecting from secret stashes. January the 31st, oh God, he's going too fast. January the 31st, from my curator, I received a task to pick up an explosive device from a secret stash and to use it to blow up a car. This was the question. What were you promised? Monetary benefit of $4,000. This is another question. Where where the explosive device where was the explosive device supposed to be used? Answer, in the underground parking lot of the Four Seasons Hotel in Moscow. 
it was need to pick up the explosive device from the secret stash and put it under the vehicle. And the guy, another question, against whom was the device supposed to be used on? And he said not much was explained. He said, now do you know who the target was? He said, yes, American journalist Tucker Carlson. So there you have it. So, Todd, you and I were talking about this before the show, and obviously we don't know if this is true or not because of all the propaganda coming out of there as well. Mm -hmm. But what we did, what you and I were talking about was supposedly there's a list out there, correct? Of uh, And I think Graham has brought this to the attention as well, a list of people that Ukraine puts on there. It's called a kill list. Yeah, yeah, and okay. So the way the, the – the, all right. If y'all remember when Tucker did the Russian interview um, – it came out that Ukraine or Zelensky put him on a a kill list. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now here's what we do know: Ukraine doesn't have a quote unquote assassination list, mm-hmm. but what they do have is they have a list of names for people that they deem to be enemies of the state. Now, a few of those names are no longer with us. Mm-hmm. So, you know what, leave, here's the thing, I don't know 100%, and I don't think we'll ever know. I'll be honest with you, I'm not even 50-50. I I, I have no idea if this did happen, if it's true, but here is something I'm 100% sure of. It could have happened. Right. And just like any any government, you can't put it past any any. Person in, in power to do anything. So, yeah, it, it absolutely could have happened. I can totally 100% see mm-hmm. uh, Ukraine doing this. Um, and it's something that Graham and Tim talked about on the show, on, on their show, on Timcast last night was we got to be real about something. You know, Putin's the devil. We know that. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean Zelensky's God and, and Jesus. Right. All right. He's an evil dude, too. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, they've already stopped the election, so he's 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 stuck there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry, the 31,000 dead Ukrainian soldiers, the 65 Russians they said they killed. Um, it just seems to me at this point that Zelensky would rather, he would rather climb a tree to tell a lie than to stand on the ground and tell the truth. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's just the way I look at it. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think at this point, when it comes to Ukrainian aid, you've got evil A versus evil B. Let them sort it out. Right. Yep. You know, I mean. Todd, everybody's joining for you to do the underwear commercial. I know, man. I'm <laughs> so depressed with that. All right. So, <laughs> I know. Sorry, guys. Um, but really quick, I want um, the Lakewood. We all remember the Lakewood shooting that happened uh, a few weeks ago. There's actually been body cam footage that has been released of the shooting itself. So, we're going to play that. We've already talked about it in detail, but I don't know if you guys had seen it yet. So, we're, we're just going to play this real quick.
you hear that? You killed my son. Did you hear that? She said, stand down, mm-hmm. I have, have a, a bomb. I have a bomb. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. That's that's, and then we'll see if it, if we actually have her being downed. Yeah, there's so, the body right there. So, Todd, I asked you this question before the show because I don't have any military experience or yeah. any experience, you know, with uh, mm-hmm. police officers or anything like that. Uh, just from just from what I see on TV, um, and one of the questions that I asked you because I got this question also online is uh, the gentleman. That was the body cam there. Yeah. He was waiting for backup to come back before he engaged the. Uh, the he he could the person, have right? been. He he could have been. Um, or he was just uh, that he was undercover. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, in in a firefight type, which understand, guys, I wasn't infantry. Um, I mean. I was at the end of my career. Mm-hmm. I transitioned to uh, eleven Charlie, but I spent the majority of my as a medic. So firefights and stuff like that. I you know I I, I was trained, but I was a medic. Mm-hmm. So, but when it comes to that particular video, there, um, yeah, he could have been waiting for backup, mm-hmm. or I mean. Y'all heard there was a lot of shots right. there. Yeah. So I mean, you're not just going to stand in the open, you right. know. And so he's probably down behind cover, you know, peeking to get a view to where's the shot, where's the person, you know, things of like that. So uh, yeah, it could be either one. Um, it, he he could have been waiting for backup, or I mean, he was outside of the church, so she could have been shooting through windows. Obviously. Ooh, excuse me. Obviously, she was close enough to him because you. We all right. heard her. You know, you sh- you killed my son or you shot my son. I have a bomb. So yeah. I mean, she was pretty much from what I heard. She was on top of him at, yeah. at that point. So and I think a lot of people have this idea, like a first person shooter game, Call of Duty kind of thing, As, just, it, just it, to go out there. It and, does, yeah, it does not yeah. work like that. Right. Um, for those of you that are in the military uh, and have deployed, you understand what I, or police officers. Uh, you understand, yeah, Call of Duty. Right, and for and for those of you who've never fired a, a gun before either, it's very loud, and especially <laughs> yeah. if you don't have ear protection. Yeah. And, you know, I, I took my daughter shooting a couple of times, and even with their ear protection, they they were still flinching while they were... Oh, so yeah. It's, it's very, it's very mm-hmm. loud, and it, it, it's, a, it's a surprise to your system if you've never heard a well, yeah, fire that, shot and, before. And, and that's why my mic is higher, or my is higher than all of y'all's, because mm-hmm. this air right here, <laughs> nothing. Right. I mean... Not nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so on to our next topic, and this is something that I kind of ran across of, and me and you have discussed this. Uh, this is y'all. Um, th- this is the going to be the heated section of the show. Uh, so right now, I need you to go on. I need you to like. I need you to follow. But most importantly, before we get started on this next topic, I need you to share this video. Okay, share it far, share it wide. And if you have somebody in your life or in your socials that you know that is going to absolutely hate every word I'm about to say, please, by all means, you have my permission. Send it to them. (laughs) Share it. So there is a Vermont girls basketball team that was just banned from playing totally because they refused 
to play against another team with a transgender player. Now, I don't have to read this article because I I, I went in depth into this um into what happened here, but so there was this school in Vermont and it was a it's a Christian school. And the team that they were that they forfeited had a a dude on the team. Now, they didn't play them during the season. They weren't the coach said they weren't that particular team wasn't on their schedule, but they knew Hey, we're gonna have to meet them in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is how far this this coach and 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 this coach I have so much respect for because he forfeited a playoff game. He said, Mm-mm, "Not doing it." And the reason he did, he said, "Number one, we are we are a Christian school that goes against our beliefs, our our belief systems, our faith." We don't think that's okay. But two, that transgender player had already injured several biological females throughout the season. And so he's like, no, we're, we're not doing it. You know, we're, we're, we're not doing it. And this particular coach, he was on Fox, and, and I remember he said, look, I, I've got four daughters, mm-hmm. and I've been coaching them in basketball for years. He said, not in my wildest ideas would I ever put any of my daughters on the court with – a boy, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm just—it's a different game. The speed's different. The strength is different. Duh, of course it is. So, what does Vermont decide to do? The Vermont school board banned them from competition. Like they are not allowed to have a team until further notice at this point. So, here's what I need you guys to do because I know how I feel about this. I already got a good idea how Tony mm-hmm. feels about mm-hmm. this, but comment. Um, what what are we doing here? You know, why, like seriously. So the coach makes a decision not just based on his faith, but also based on the health and welfare of his team. Now, last time I checked, last time I checked, um, legislative boards or anything like that were not allowed to get involved in – I thought we had the separation of, of, of church and state. You know, I thought we had that separation, mm-hmm. you know, because they're they're really quick to throw it in our face, you know, and we're going to get to one of those articles in a minute as evidence. But at what point and, and what in God's name is the Vermont school board thinking of punishing these girls? Because I'm just thinking, like, there were seniors on that team that did not get to play in the playoffs their senior year because a That's guy— nuts decided to put on a wig and pretend he's a girl. Like where 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 are the feminists at? That's that's my problem. And we've had the discussion on the show many times about anatomy and just men's bodies are just built differently than women's bodies. And as a matter yeah. of, as a matter of fact, remember we talked about the U.S. women's soccer team played against a high school it boys a fi- team. It was a 15U was team. A yeah. Got beat yeah. 11 to 1. Yeah. So obviously you know, putting men against women, boys against girls, somebody's going to have the advantage. And obviously the coach knew that putting his, putting his team, which was, you know, girls against another team that had a boy on there was not safe for his kids. So I, I respect that. And I, I totally back what he was trying to do. 100%. 100%. Look, listen, if you want to put boys on chess teams with girls, fine. Right. Yeah. If you want to put them on the history team and then the debate team, mm-hmm. whatever, I'm fine with that. Girls are smarter than us anyway. All right? That's why they live longer, because we're idiots. Mm-hmm. All right? But 
anything physical, any sport. No, 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 no. There is nothing. There is no argument that can be made. There's just not that this is okay. And and speaking of speaking of church, the the separation of church and state. I've got this video here uh, that I come across a couple days ago, and uh, I'm just I'm gonna play it, and then we'll talk about it. Yep. The one thing that unites all of them, because there's many different groups orbiting Trump, but the thing that unites them as Christian nationalists, not Christians, by the way, because Christian nationalists. Here's my question. What's the difference between a Christian and a Christian nationalist? <laughs> I don't know, Todd, you tell me. No, Nobody has explained that to me yet. And I'm sorry. My bad. Is very different mm-hmm. is that they believe that our rights as Americans, as all human beings, don't come from any earthly authority. They don't come from Congress. They don't come from the Supreme Court. They come from God. The, the one thing that. OK. All right. I'm going to back up and I, I want y'all to hear that one more time. Any earthly authority. They don't come from Congress. They don't come from the Supreme Court. Your rights do not. Christians believe that. Our rights do not come from man. They come from God. They come from God. Okay, that's her argument. Okay, this is this thing's argument. And so let, let's get the comment section going really big right now. And I don't want a yes or no. I don't want a one word, two word. I, I want to hear you. Okay, I want you to go into the actual comment section itself because, ladies and gentlemen, I'm finna get behind the pulpit for a second. Okay, Tony, you got anything that you? No, no. Well, I'm just gonna say no. I, I, we we heard her correctly. Yeah. So, yeah, so, so y'all, every, so. everybody's on the. We're we're all Dear America Battalion. We're on the same page here. Okay, this lady from MSNBC is saying that our freedoms come from man; they do not come from God. Okay, so let's. That's how I interpret it. it so. exa- mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know any other way to interpret mm-hmm. it. Okay, so let, let's get into this for a second. And I don't care if you're a Christian or not. I mean, I do. I, let me back up. I do care if you're a Christian or not. I want you to be. I guess that's what Christian nationalist yeah. means, is I want the nation to be Christian. Of course I do. But anyway, I digress. So let's talk about man's law for a second. Let's talk about the freedoms that man has given you. Uh, last time I checked... It was a man that made it legal to put another human being in chains mm-hmm. and and basically own them and treat them as property. It's mm-hmm. called slavery. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure man did that. I'm pretty sure it was man that said women had no rights, couldn't vote, couldn't do nothing, couldn't own land, couldn't do anything. Now, have we since rectified that? that? Yeah, of course we have, we have. Mm-hmm. okay? But do you want to know why God gives you freedoms, not man? It's because it's man writing it, and man can be wrong, as we have mm-hmm. seen, okay? As we have seen, just in just in our little history, our American history, how often man has been wrong when it comes to, to freedom. Um, last time I checked... My law, what gives me freedom, this right here, okay? This book right here tells me, first and foremost, that my number one priority is to love. 
is to love you regardless of who you are, what you do, what you're about, what you call yourself, what pronouns you use, the color of your skin, where you were born, doesn't matter. That's God. That's that's true freedom right there. Mm-hmm. God tells me to love you no matter what. And he goes so far as to say that if you come to me with, if you come to my altar with a sacrifice or with a gift and you have a problem with with your brother, stop. Leave your gift there and go fix it. That's true freedom. God's law says, I have an abundance of gifts that I can be given by him, but it's all worthless if it is done without love. Man can be wrong. Man has been wrong. Man has put man in chains. Man has written laws saying women couldn't vote. They couldn't own property. I understand that there was slavery in the Bible. I get it. People owned people in the Bible. I get it. This is the true law. This is the true freedom. God gives us those freedoms. Man ain't got nothing to do with it. Nothing. And that's all I have to say about that. That was very powerful, Todd, and that's one of the best uh, rants I've heard since I've been on the show. No offense, Graham, but that was very, <laughs> that was very powerful, Todd. So, good job. Well, was, comment in the comment section. Mm-hmm. Comment on the live chat. Tell me if I'm crazy. But um, I, I, I'm going to tell you right now. I kneel to no man, no man. Amen to that. Yeah. Moving on, before I get. <laughs> Take a breath, dog. Take a breath. Sweat back here, man. <laughs> Finna catch the Holy Ghost up on the show. All right. Um, so little Aaron Bushnell. We we talked a little bit about this yesterday. And uh guys, I we gotta be really careful for mm-hmm. the next couple minutes. Okay. Because at the end of the day, um, this was a young man that lost his life. Um, I have a different perspective on this than most. Um, this was a member of the United States military. And so I'm going to be firm, but extremely delicate because this was somebody's son. Um, this was somebody's friend. Uh, this was somebody's, um, uh, comrade, however you want to put it. So what do we know about this young man? And, and some more information has come out, uh, since then, if you've watched him cast last night, uh, Graham and them actually talked about this pretty much in detail. Mm-hmm. And me and Graham share the same opinion with the exception of one particular thing. Uh, so here we go. Let's let's get into this. And we're just going to go through it, then we'll have a discussion. So who was Aaron Bushnell? A U.S. Air Force member died setting himself on fire outside of the Israeli assembly. So Aaron Bushnell was an Air Force engineer, died hours after lighting himself on fire outside the Israel Embassy in D.C. on Sunday. He was a 25-year-old IT engineer in training who hailed from a tiny Massachusetts town. All right, now we're going to continue to go. We all know what happened, and I don't want to spend... I'm trying to get off this photo, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, Definitely ain't watching the video. But the young man entered basic training in May of 2020, graduated at the top of his class, according to his profile, um, he ended up being stationed in San Antonio, Texas. Props to San Antonio. I've been there. Uh, very nice place. Uh, 
At the time of his death, he was working as a DevOps or a software development and operations engineer, which tells me one one thing. The young man's very intelligent. Okay, because number mm-hmm. one, the Air Force, for those of you who don't know, the Air Force is one of the hardest um, hardest branches to qualify for, both on your ASVAB test, the physical, uh, the medical standards, not physical fitness. Why is that, um, Todd? Uh, because they're, they're, they're technical. Okay, everything they do is extreme. And then the Navy's got some really technical mm-hmm. jobs as well. But, I mean, for the Air Force has got billion-dollar pieces of equipment. Got so it. it's a little bit more technical, a little harder. you gotta, you got to get through a little bit more red tape. So we know the young man was, I mean, he was a software developer and operations engineer in the Air Force. So he was highly intelligent. So he was very intelligent, mm-hmm. very intelligent. Um and he described himself as an aspiring software engineer. He said he was pursuing a bachelor's degree in software engineering. Um, and here, here's this is this right here is going to tie into my opinion later. He had a religious family with roots in a Cape Cod town. All right, so his father, David, uh, had shared links on his Facebook page to sites such as the the. Church of Transfiguration, the community of Jesus. His mom was a purchaser in contracts administration. Uh, she was a publisher of Christian books and music. So this was obviously a young man that was raised in a Christian home. All right. So now this is where it kind of goes off the rails for me. And that's right here. Okay. I'm, I'm going to read all this right here. So Aaron liked at at this point he's out of the military. Or I mean he's he's out of the house. He's in the Air Force or whatever. And apparently he had liked two Ohio-based anarchist groups, uh, the Burning River Anarchist Collective, the Mutual Aid Street Solidarity, on his Facebook page. He also gave several thumbs up to accounts belonging to the Kent State University chapter of the radical pro-Hamas group, Students for Justice in Palestine. In late December. Um, he touted two books for Rudy, for readers, including one titled Nourishing Resistance on his Facebook page. Ten days after the Palestinian terror group Hamas launched this massacre, um, he was linked to an interview by Black Rose Anarchist Federation titled Voices from the Front Line Against the Occupation Interview with Palestinian Anarchists. All right, so in his final hours... All right, two hours before he did what he did, he posted a very weird final message on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I saw it. He, he said, many of us like to ask ourselves, what would I do if I was alive during slavery or the Jim Crow South or Arpathy, if that's how you pronounce that? Uh, what would I do if my country was committing genocide? The answer is, you're doing it right now, mm-hmm. he wrote. All right. The message included a link to a Twitch live stream, which he would soon use to broadcast to the world. He says, hey, I'm Aaron Bushnell. I'm active duty member of the United States Air Force. I will no longer be complicit in genocide. And then, you know, he 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 did what he did. Mm-hmm. OK. Let's see, we got another one. All right. No, no, no. no. We're gonna, all right. So we're going to stop right there. OK, this is my opinion on the matter. All right. Number one, prayers just an abundance uh, amount of prayers to that, the, the Bushnell family, the mother, the father, if he had brothers and sisters, the community, um, you know, there's nothing, there's nothing okay with this. 
There, there, there's absolutely nothing okay with this. Um, but what I have to say here is something that me and Graham talk about all the time. And, and this is not fact. This is just a what if. Okay, this is just a what if. We ask this question on the show all the time. Will you allow your kids to have social media accounts? I think this proves my my point. I, I, I honestly do. Because what if we know this young man was raised in a Christian home? What if he was in his little bubble in Massachusetts, mm-hmm. okay, and then released into the world not knowing what was going on and, and, and joining the Air Force, which is probably the most diverse— I would go to say, far as to say, the most diverse branch of the military, mm-hmm. and then social media gets gets a hold of him. So, question for you, Todd: um, Do you feel <clears throat> do you feel like uh, obviously he had some uh, videos and clips out there, mm-hmm. and he had evidence of him um, following some groups or whatnot? Do you feel uh, anybody in his uh, group that was that was he, that he was in in the Air Force would have gotten some clues about what he was about to you do. You know, Graham. It's funny you bring that up. Graham. Graham and them were talking about that last night. Uh, Tim actually posed that question to Graham, and God, I wish I'd have been there mm-hmm. for it because I. I so you know what? I'm, I'm gonna stop right there, guys. We got to get into a sponsor. Oh, yeah, yeah. We got to get into a sponsor real quick. <clears throat> but I promise, just hold tight, hold tight. I'll give you some insider baseball really, really quickly, but we have got to get to a sponsor. Okay, guys, right now, Birch Gold is so, so vital for you. And we understand here at Dear America that not a lot of people can afford to turn their dollars into gold. And that is okay. That is fine. But some of you out there right now have an IRA or a 401k or some type of retirement right now. All we are asking you to do right now is to text the word Graham to 989898 right now. At no cost to you, all you have to do is text the word Graham to 989898 and they will send you free an information kit on your options, what you can do. What is it going to hurt to to figure out if it is in your best interest as we see the dollar declining literally daily, the market declining literally daily. What is it going to hurt for you to text the word Graham to 989898 right now, get your free information kit and figure out if this is the way for you to go. So, um, to answer your question, in my career in the military, all right, uh, when it comes to mental health, all right, and some of you guys are my age and were in the military as long as I was, the military in in the time that I was in, and I joined in 2000, okay, they went from one extreme to the other when it came to suicide, mental health, things of that nature. When I first got in, and for many, 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 many years, it was, you do not talk about it. All right, if you go to a mental health doctor, your career is basically over. Mm-hmm. We're going to put a check mark in your file somewhere, blah, 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 blah. To now, they went, if you see something, say something. Mm-hmm. 
All right. I, w- I was actually a suicide prevention, mental health instructor. Uh, as a medic, that was just a part of something that I had to do. I had to be trained on. There is absolutely no way. Hear me, people. Hear me. There is no way that that young man did not show signs or symptoms before this happened. There, there's no way you 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 could not have picked up on that. Mm-hmm. There's just it, you know, if if it was medication or he shot himself or jumped off a building or something like that. But to go to that length of walking up to an embassy, pouring fuel on yourself and mm-mm, no, there, there's there's no way. And, and with all the safeguards that are in place now in the military for behavioral health, um, I just don't think it was caught. Let me ask you another question then, Todd, because, again, I don't have any experience with the military. Is there more than one department or more than one person that deals with each, uh, let, let's say, battalion or, or I don't know how it works. Like, let's say you have 100 people who have mental issues. Uh-huh. Do they have more than one people being able to help all these people? Or they oh, have of course. Yeah, in every unit you have, I mean, of course, you've got your whole, I mean, they got hospitals and stuff mm-hmm. just like any, any other civilian post. But, but yeah, everybody. Like literally, it's not like just when I say I was trained to do it, I was trained to do it to be an instructor. Mm-hmm. But it, it, we call it death by PowerPoint in, in the Army. Every single, every single year, you have mandatory courses that every soldier has to go, go through, that every soldier has to be a part of. And that suicide prevention, the signs and symptoms of behavioral health, that is one of those classes that they have to attend every single year. So what what the military or the army has done with like say suicide prevention, sexual assault and harassment um instead of it being an individual issue when I joined and you handle it and take care of it your, yourself, then it became a it's all of our problems. All right, it's it's your battle buddy's problem. It's it's, it's your friend's problem. It's your your section chief's problem. It's everybody's problem. So if you see anything from anyone, um, they they basically made the entire army take ownership of everybody, mm. which I think is great. Which mm-hmm. I think is really smart. Um, but that just goes with I, there's 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 no way there, there gotcha. there's there's no way this couldn't have been picked up on. Okay, right. so we're we're just about wrapping up here, and we're going to close. Um, the last few minutes here with Lake and Riley. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know and if you haven't heard, uh, the resident in chief has decided that he's got to go to the border. He's got to go to the border and he's got to check this stuff out. He's got to see what's going on. Um, Listen, Joe, it's too late. Okay, it's too late. I don't give a crap what you have to say about the border right now. You could literally, in the next 15 minutes, Mr. President, enact every single Trump uh, thing that was put into place about the border when he was in office. You could do that in the next 30 seconds. I still wouldn't care because your damage has already been done. There is over 7 million people in this country right now that should not be here. They should not be here. They're taking away our tax dollars. They're taking away our vote. And now they're taking our children's lives. And this is not okay. Um, It's inexcusable. And frankly, Mr. President, it's unforgivable. And it's time for you to go. Her name is Lakin Riley. And I hope and I pray that she haunts you every 
stay for the rest of your life because she should. Her name should come up in your mind every day, and I hope that it does. But before I get into this rant, I need to calm down. And so I'm going to read our final sponsor so I can chill for a minute because I almost cussed about 17 times right there. Um, Let's talk about Ready Pantry for just a second. So there is complete and total freedom. Oh, that's the wrong one. Do you have emergency supplies of food? Do you need emergency supply of food? We all know that we need to have at least three to six months of cash on hand at any given second. But what about food? What if there was a way to have a three-month emergency supply of food? Well, there is a way. Ready Pantry offers a 25-year shelf life, stable food that tastes amazing and includes meal for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And hey, my favorite even dessert. Not to mention the peace of mind you get of knowing that you have an emergency supply of food just in case anything happens, whether it's a power outage, hurricanes, weather, national disaster, Joe Biden's open border, EMP attack, rolling blackouts, war, whatever. The list goes on and on and on, and you should be prepared. Who is Ready Pantry, you ask? Well, they're an American-based company, and all of their product are sourced right here in our lovey, loving, loving America. They use real ingredients packed with sufficient calories and nutrition for everyone in the family. The meals taste great, and they're delivering the freshest product that was packaged within a couple months of being delivered to your home. So how do you do that? You've got three options. You've got a 72-hour supply, a one-week supply, or a one-month supply. All you have to do is go to readypantry.com forward slash gram. That is readypantry.com forward slash gram. Use the code gram, G-R-A-H-A-M, and save an additional 10% off your order. Remember, readypantry.com forward slash gram. All right, here we go. Uh, But like I said, I, I do. I, I, I hope the name haunts him forever. Um, and I'm going to play this video, and I'm going to not play this in, in its entirety, entirety, and I'm going to go full screen just to give you an idea of what we're dealing with right now. Normally, I start my opening with a question, but tonight I'm going to start with a statement that at this point, no one with a functioning brain will disagree with. Joe Biden has blood on his hands. I'm talking about the murder of Lake and Riley. The 22-year-old Georgia University nursing student was out for a run on campus when police say an illegal alien randomly beat her to death. Her alleged killer, Jose Antonio Ibarra of Venezuela, authorities say he illegally crossed into the U.S. in 2022 and was released almost immediately into our country due to overcrowding at the border detention center. Shocking, I know. He then made his way to New York City. And of course, why wouldn't he come here? He was living it up, residing in a luxury hotel, riding around on his scooter, even even got a job as a food delivery driver. He then decided to leave the Big Apple after the NYPD arrested him in August of last year for driving that unregistered scooter, unlicensed, with a five-year-old in the back seat. Cops charged him with reckless endangerment of a child. Abara then appeared before a judge. Guess what? He was just let go. He was released. Here's a guy mm. who illegally crossed into this country, was busted driving around with a toddler on the back of his scooter without a helmet on, and he's just allowed to, to walk free. Yeah, because he's going to come back, right? And then just a month later, 
This same guy was arrested again in Georgia for shoplifting. His brother lives there in Athens. Wait, it, it got, actually gets even worse. Georgia cops then arrest him again in December for failing to appear for fingerprinting. So at this point, this guy's been arrested at least three times. I mean, what do you think happens next? Guess what? He lands a job as a dishwasher on the Georgia University campus. A spokesperson for the university said Ibarra gave them a fake green card to get the job. Who would have thought this guy had a fake green card, right? So you tell me, why wasn't this guy deported? At the very least, detained. No worries. Our feckless, I, I mean fearless leader, Joe Biden, is taking a stance on this blatant failure of his border policy. Take a listen. To Georgia's family and friends, Jill and I know the deep hole in your hearts when you bury a piece of your soul deep in this earth. We know. We know you will never feel the same again. All right, I'm going to stop right there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, um, I know that you guys want to think, and a lot of people want to think, that that little Joe Biden interview, little a message right there was to Lakin and her family. No, that was for George Floyd. That was for George Floyd, people. That was for George Floyd. All right, and I know it's 10.01. I'm late. I don't care. We're going to keep going. We're, we're going to keep going Todd, here. I have something to say before you play the next Yeah, go video. ahead. Go ahead. Um, I want to address all the people on the left, all my friends and family that back Biden's policies or whatnot. And we all have friends, sisters, mothers, teachers that it could have easily been one of them that happened. I mean, Lakin was just out there just... She you know, was a morning run. She was she was just running. She was just jogging. She was just doing what college kids do. And I have a daughter in college, man. And it's just, I mean, this hits me so hard because all this could have been avoided. It's just, I mean, yeah. there's just absolutely no excuse why none why this senseless act had to happen. I'm not saying that all the people, all the migrants coming in to the country are like this gentleman here. No, like this, like no, this of monster. course not. I know a lot of people are trying to come into this country and, and make a better life for themselves. And I'm not saying that go ahead and break the law and try to come into our country and, and work hard or whatnot. I get it. But this is exactly why we can't have an open border policy because monsters like this guy comes in. He's, I can't even call him a guy. He's trash. Yeah. He's just, you know, I, it makes me so, I feel so bad for the family just dealing with, with something like this. And it's senseless. It's just stupid. Yeah. A hundred percent. And Tony, I, I, honest to God, I, <laughs> I can't see it any better than that, my friend. Dude, I thought, and I can I see I... it, and, and, and I, I can oh. see it in your eyes. You're emotional, um, and, and as well as you should be. I mean, because guys, we're, we're, we we can't we as much as we want to say our job as parents is to protect our children. We we can't be there all the time. And when you have these kind of policies and these kind of people that are allowed to come arrested three times, arrested three times, three times, and he's still still in this country and he takes the life of this innocent young lady but i i, I want to show y'all something here for just a second that video um was for george floyd this is joe biden's account and this is i just refreshed it yeah go michigan yay high speed internet yay um i'm talking about debt relief for students yay i'm bashing donald trump yay uh do they want donald trump or, or american people yay not one thing not one sentence, not one statement, not anything. Her name is Lakin. Her name's Lakin. I, go to the border. I don't care. I, it, it, that does nothing for me. 
Mr. Resident, nothing. Absolutely nothing. There's nothing you can say. There's no apology that you can make because that young woman's blood is on your hands and it's going to stay there until they put you in the ground. And you should be ashamed of yourself. You, you absolutely should be 100% ashamed of yourself. But uh, don't, don't take my word for it. We, we have another idiot to talk about. This lady, you know, just, I'm just going to play it. Here we go. Well, I think when a horrible tragedy like, like this happens, I think whenever we're dealing um, with violent crime, there is a sense of outrage, of sadness, and of loss. But I think the important thing to focus on is any one instance shouldn't shape our overall immigration policy. Well, I think yeah, when a so horrible that, tragedy... That, that's her statement right there, that this one incident should not shape our immigration policy. Well, let me show you one last article before I call it a day. Um, yeah. Tony, you want to read that? Because I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm about to. Mm. So remember, this dude was from Venezuela, right? Him and his brother. All right, take, take a read here. So it says, Venezuela's violent deaths fall to 22-year low on, on migration. Rate is the lowest since 2001. Violence Observatory says suicide rates rise amid continued humanitarian crisis. So while our rates are going up and our immigration and illegal immigration is going up, imagine that. Venezuela's violent death toll has fallen to a 22-year low. Hmm. I wonder why that is. Well, I mean, they have been saying that not just Venezuela, but Honduras and, and some other Latin countries have, have uh, emptied out their jails and just they're, uh, they're making the ways over here. I, I wonder so. why that is. Because they're all here. They're all here. That's why. That's why their countries are safe, because they're just offloading them onto us. I, I got nothing. I, I got nothing. And guys, that's that's all the time I got. I, I really, I, I'm going to end this show. I normally end it in prayer. Um, and, and, and But today, Tony... Yes. I, I'm going to do things a little bit different. No, I, I, I know exactly where you're going, and I think that's a fantastic I, idea. I'm going to end the show. Um, guys, I, I know there's some prayer requests out there, but I, I'm going to end the show like this. Uh, Tony, do you want to go ahead and sign off? Uh, yeah, we'll see you all tomorrow. All right, here we go, guys. I'm ending the show just like this. There's a place I go to when no one knows It's not lonely It's a necessary thing It's a place I made Find out what I made The nights I stay Let it wash over me Ready to lose my feet. Take me off to the place where one needs life's mystery. Steady on down the line. Lose every sense of time. Take it all in and wake up now, small part of me. Day to day, I'm blind to see and find how far go. Everybody got the reason. Everybody got the way. We're just catching and releasing what builds up throughout the day. 
It gets into your body It flows right through your blood We tell each other secrets And remember how to love Hey kids, this is your mom and her college roommate that she talks about all the time. Auntie Lakin, T.T. Lakin. T.T. Lakin. We, well, I we, I mean she. Absolutely heartbreaking, ladies and gentlemen. Absolutely heartbreaking. <sighs> ladies and gentlemen, this is Hot Seat Todd reminding you to stay awake, not woke. Trust in God, not the government, and always.